Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. Hello and welcome. I'm shopkeeper Dan. With me as always is Kyle, creator of financialineptitude.com. How's it going over there? Going good. How are you doing, Kyle? Not too bad. The week didn't end all that great, but we'll cover that when we get into it. We got a sensational show for you today. Lots of market moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than Leonardo DiCaprio at a Victoria's Secret party. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> and as always, uh, reach out to us. We love your comments on Twitter and Facebook. Or if you're old school, just send an email to two bulls at financialineptitude.com. Maybe you've got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Maybe you're just lonely. It doesn't matter. We love it when you reach out. Or maybe you followed our advice and lost everything. We'd like to hear that too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we want to hear your sob stories every time. One other thing I wanted to push about the website is we just put together a knowledge center. Some of the feedback that we've been getting is that people don't understand a lot of the terms that we use. So I tried to put as many of those down as I could in there with some definitions and then some helpful videos to kind of prime you on the stock market. So if you're a total beginner and listening to us and feeling pretty lost, the knowledge center over at Financial Ineptitude should be a good place to kind of help you get started and catch up. That's right. And one of these days, we're going to do a bonus podcast where we run through all the definitions and kind of give you an introduction to playing the game. Exactly. All right, Kyle, let's lead off with some bet results. Okay. I've been looking forward to this all week. <laughs> so at the beginning of the week, the running tally had Kyle at $665.69. We, we started the bet with $500. I was at $626.62, which had Kyle in the lead. I invested my bet money in SQM. They started the week at $45.51, ended at $48.15, which brings my total up to $662.96. Not bad. Not bad, but I, I haven't even caught up to where you started the week at. So <laughs> unless your bet pick went down, I don't see myself coming out on top. It did not. <laughs> As you remember, I had a Nordstrom. I was gambling on their earnings being something good. Nordstrom had actually been kind of starting to run up on the lead up to those earnings announcements. So it started out Monday at open at $22.22, and it finished at... 2673 on Friday. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, so that brings your running tally up to $800.80. All right. So what does that mean you... for you, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> I believe I have to change my Facebook profile photo now. Yes, yeah, so I'll probably be getting together some props to send to you. Maybe we'll make Oh, I gotta, I gotta be careful fun. with this because I don't want to alienate some viewers. But I got some ideas that <laughs> hopefully we'll be able to reveal that next week. Maybe change the cover art for the episode. <laughs> we will definitely be sharing that photo on Facebook and Twitter so everybody can have a nice look at how embarrassed I'm going to be for the next month until I beat you in December. 
your chances to redeem yourself start this week. That's right. Well, and we'll find out when we make our new bet at the end of the episode. But I think it's time now to move on to some news. Cue the music. It's all for the money. Tune to the show. Need a good story so my margin grows. I want you listen to all our news. You might learn some things with the China Shop Market News. All right. The big news for me this week, and I know it's probably the biggest news for you and everybody else going out there, is vaccine news. AstraZeneca vaccine. They just announced a new global trial. Have you been following that one, Kyle? Yes. I actually tried to send you the story, but I think you'd already read it. I think that was midnight a couple days ago. (laughs) What was the deal with that? So the 90% result that they got for their effectiveness was basically due to an error in the sample size and the actual constituents of that sample. Most of them are all under the age of 55. So the results of that study are not valid. In fact, the effective rate is probably more likely somewhere around 60%, if I remember the article correctly. Yeah, that's a big deal. Luckily, this is taking place over in the UK. So the effects of the companies like Pfizer and BioNTech, or Moderna, Moderna and Novavax are two vaccine distributors. They just moved, uh, both moved up 11% on Friday because AstraZeneca got slowed down. The point I was trying to make was that because what happened was over in the UK, that shouldn't really have an effect on the FDA approval over here, I wouldn't think, uh, as long as you know Pfizer or Moderna or those other companies didn't screw up their results too. They, they didn't. You know, AstraZeneca, there's a reason that Moderna and Novavax both moved up 11% on Friday. This isn't AstraZeneca's first screw-up with this vaccine. They oh. are also having dosing issues where they didn't realize they were giving the incorrect dose for the trial. They tried to spin that as a positive, if I remember. That was where they got that 90% from the group that they accidentally gave the half dose to. They thought were showing better signs of improvement, but in reality, they were actually dosing a healthier group in general, more likely to survive without the vaccine. Yes, it's why science is important. Yep, we have standards. Kyle, I understand we got some Salesforce news. Uh, We do. Salesforce is uh, one of those companies that was one of the first stocks I ever bought. I still hold it, and it's done very well for me. actually looking very enticing right now. Uh, News just came out that they were in talks to acquire Slack Technologies. Uh, This is in talks, so nothing is finalized. But once that news broke, Salesforce ended up dropping about 5.5% down to the 246, 247 range. They've got earnings coming up in December, and I was already looking at them for a play just based on the earnings. Remember from last quarter, they went from like 200 to 290, 300 area overnight on some killer earnings results. And I haven't seen any reason to think that that's not going to repeat as far as the earnings results being good. Whether or not it's already been priced in, I can't really say. But that's kind of why I want to keep an eye on like companies like Zoom who are set to report their earnings too. I think Zoom does it the day before. Or are they the same day? Zoom is on Monday. Salesforce is on Tuesday. Okay. So Zoom is one I'm going to be watching to see if it tanks or if it shoots up. I expect them to still be doing well as far as profits that they're taking in. I don't think people are going to be shifting away from virtual meetings anytime soon. I know we're still doing them at my job. Uh, We don't use Zoom, but I'm sure other people are. Uh, A lot of schools in this area are still using it. So how Zoom does is going to make me feel a lot better about whether or not I try to make a play on Salesforce over their earnings statement coming up. And back to the buyout, uh, typically what what we see when a company buys another one is we see an initial drop 
in value of the company doing the purchasing, like AMD when they announced their purchase yep. of Xilinx. Over time, however, once the acquisition's completed, this could be a very discounted price for Salesforce right now. We're starting to see that with AMD. Uh, AMD this week finally finished up near that $87 range. It had been as low as mid to high 70s, I believe, after that first announcement that they were purchasing was at Xilinx. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice to see something similar to Salesforce. And the whole reason for acquiring Slack is to try to take more business away from Microsoft. Yeah, <laughs> which is a good long-term move. Yeah. Okay, so... I want to move on to some fun little Amazon news. They are such a big company. I feel like anything that happens with Amazon is affecting everything. Certainly the S&P index. Mm -hmm. They announced that they're spending $500 million on a one-time Christmas bonus in celebration of their revenues surpassing $100 billion in a quarter for the first time. Okay. Full-time workers are going to get $300. Part-time workers will get $150. And just by coincidence, there was another piece of Amazon news that the UNI Global Union was planning, and they had them on Friday, walkouts in 15 different countries protesting work conditions. Interesting. So they're trying to bribe them back to work, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, don't walk out. Here's 300 extra dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like that'll do. Oh, it. <laughs> Amazon. I don't know how effective their walkout would be. If it was in key positions, you know, there could definitely be some issues in Amazon's supply chain. You'd see why they're investing so heavily in robot technology. Yes, listeners, make no mistake, the moment a robot can take your job, it will. <laughs> yes. Robots aren't gonna kill us, they're gonna starve us. <laughs> it's true. And I for one would like to pledge allegiance now to our future robot masters, just so I can get in the ground floor. The candy bar trick doesn't quite work with the robot as it does with like the uh, the quiet guy in the office. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to talking about stocks. Just put those stock tickers on the list. Go through the charts so nothing gets missed. Today's trades, they could all turn to gold. I'm playing stocks till I'm out of the hole. Woo! I, I had a really good week. I should say I had a, a really good week in that I did not make any trades that lost me money. That's always a plus. I bought in SQM, which was the bet, mm -hmm. obviously. I did back my bet up with some money because, you know, we had a two weeks running where we both had gains. So I thought, you know, let's let's keep this good energy up. I bought them in, not at, of course, they're open on Monday, but I bought in at 46.21. I ended up selling at 47.71 Okay. for a nice dollar fifty a share. So as it's closed at, you know, 48.15, you know, I left 40 cents a share on the table, but I, I'm feeling pretty good about the $1.50. I traded uh, STNE, uh, Stone Limited, uh, tech company, bought in at 69.75, sold at 72.88. They're currently at 70.51, so I sold out at a really good time on that one. Feels so great when that happens too, doesn't it? It does, it does. And uh, I didn't sell it for a good reason, and we'll get into that later in the good, the bad, and the ugly, but it did end up working in my favor. Another stock I can't seem to stop trading is Farfetch LTD. They are just so consistent and steady. They're still going up too, aren't they? I mean, I keep, I've keep i got that one on my watch list. I've been waiting for it to pull back to buy in, but maybe I just need to 
pull the trigger. They are. I bought at forty five forty two, sold at fifty two oh six. Pretty pretty decent percentage game for the week. And it's currently at fifty two fifty six. So it pulled back a little bit, but then it right passed right where I'd sold it. I thought it like you, I was watching, I was like, okay, it's gonna it'll it'll pop down below fifty and I'll buy more back in, but it didn't. So Monday I'm looking to move back into to Farfetch LTD. Online retailers, I've noticed like this specific company, when virus news comes out, if it's bad, like we're having lockdowns, it'll go up because it's an online retail company. Right. If it's good, like Hey, this vaccine's coming sooner than we thought. It goes up because it's a retail company. It's somehow absorbing positive movement no matter what's happening. And I can't quit it. No, I, I highly value its sustained growth. I honestly don't know when that one will stop. It seems like nothing can stop its momentum, and that's a very great thing. Well, just keep your uh, stop losses going and ride it till it crashes. Yeah, that's what I need to end up doing. You know, you try to play the game, as I like to call it, where, you know, you, you sell it before a dip and then buy on the dip and ride it back up. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it doesn't dip, and that's when you buy it and just set the stop loss and forget it. Yep. Well, speaking of good trades at the top, yeah, that's what I want to talk about is NEO. Tell us a little bit about uh, NEO, because I definitely bought 47.75, but you tell the rest of the story. I think I bought it somewhere around the same time you did, just under 47, so 46.95. What day was that? Monday night, I think, when it was trading at 57, yeah. 58 almost at one point, after market. So yeah, I was texting you, trying to find out what you were doing, figure out if you were just going to ride it out and see if it keeps on going or if it pulls back. Uh, I finally got scared, and about five minutes before pre-market ended, I sold off a portion of my shares uh, at 57.02. I still kept the remainder, which is over half, but I pulled some value out of that. But that ended up being about as good as I could have done, with the exception of if I had actually sold it all out and then just bought it again in the morning. That next morning, when I, when I first checked it, it was at 58. It jumped, uh, yeah, it jumped really quickly before really falling off, and it fell down pretty good. I think it ended up hitting one point somewhere around like 51.50, somewhere in that range. I had set a stop loss at 54, and I sold out at 53.91. I'm wishing I would have just bought right back in like I'd planned on doing, but since I was at work, I wasn't really paying any attention. Just kind of checking it here and there, and yeah, I should have set a trailing stop by. It's currently at 53.69. So Neo, the Chinese electric vehicle maker, still racing upward. It is in the 50s. It's now at its all-time high. It's never, like, I mean, it might have spiked at 55, but we're in that range. It's at, it's at its peak. And the question is, is how long, just like Farfetch LTD, FTCH, they're both stocks at their peaks, all-time company high price for their stocks so there's no ceiling there's no we don't know where the resistance lines are you know you can't look on a graph and be like oh well it can't get over this point right and i'm excited to see how long they can keep growing i was actually surprised to see it rebound so nicely after that bit of news that china is getting ready to crack down on the electric vehicle market in their country um it seemed to shrug that off pretty easily I don't know. I don't know anybody in the Chinese finance, financial industry, but I would be willing to speculate that people seem to know like Neo is the crown prince based on China's stance towards them and purchasing of their vehicles. So while when they say they're doing a crackdown, it may mean like old timey Chicago mafia style, like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to crack down on all the mob bosses we don't have an agreement with. Right. <laughs> yeah, Al Capone's stock just went up. <laughs> 
insert mobster reference. The last thing I have to talk about with stocks, I know you probably have a few. It was JKS. I can't quit it. It's got earnings next week. I bought in last week at 67.40 and it ended the week at 68.51. It peaked at 75 at one point, didn't it? It's at 72.37. It did peak over 75. I was going to say, I thought it had a pretty good uh, Friday. It seemed like the volatility on that one has been kind of tightening up. Like it hasn't been seeing those like nine or $10 swings anymore until the other day when it just kind of shot up again out of nowhere. I don't know, maybe that's a good sign for it. Maybe it's getting ready to go push that $90 high again. JKS got a nice bump, and I didn't know this was happening. I bought in because their earnings were next week, but I bought in the day before they had a bump. They had a stake in an Abu Dhabi Suihan power station, and they, they sold it off. Okay, that's right. They divested it. Yeah. And apparently investors thought that was a great idea. I wonder why. I think they're focusing on their core business of manufacturing solar panels. Or maybe they made a screaming profit on it when they sold it out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's true. The company did just gain all that cash. Westwater Resources, I finally got stop lost out of that one. Mm. Um, that kind of hurt. That was a 654 buy and a 579 sell. Ooh. Yeah, I still got it on my watch list. Still trading right about that point where it sold out. I found another company. I was texting you a screenshot of options volume on IDEX. Was it IDEonomics? I think it's the name of the company. Yeah. It looked like somebody had bought over $8 million three dollar calls on that thing the next day when i went to check it again they were gone but i was trading it thinking that somebody knew something bought it at 260 then i got stop lost out at 269 so i made a little profit same thing later on friday i think i bought it at 286 and i sold it at 290 so not much just kind of was playing around with the stop losses on that i probably set them a little bit too tight but that one's on my radar i'm thinking about getting some more of that then bloom energy bloom is finally off of bloom it looked like friday up until that point it had been just screaming i bought it at 1780 a couple weeks ago and then sold it at 2350 in pre-market and was really kicking myself for making that sell because it looked like it was gonna drop well it ended up jumping up to 28 and change pushing another all-time high so friday after i was licking my wounds and upset about that i bought back into it because it looked like it was going to push another high at 27.90 and then it stopped lost me out at 24.91 oh so yeah don't chase your losses or perceived losses like i was actually doing good i made about six uh almost six dollars a share off of that trade yeah. And then I just promptly gave back half of it because I thought I could have got a couple more points off of that. Um, yeah, that was not my finest moment. Yeah, you know, just like when you sold Neo and we were texting about it and you're like, I'm going to sell at 57. I feel like if I'd sold at 57 and just accepted the killer rip for the day, I would have been better off. Mm -hmm. I really think part of the art of this game is knowing when to sell. When do you take your money? Uh, when do you stay greedy? And I feel like seeing signals like we're getting from Fetch and Neo of like it just bad news can't keep it down. I think those are the companies that we need to like say, okay, it's okay to be greedy and wait longer on these. But a lot of other companies, at least that I find on my list and that I like to pay attention to, that move, they, when they move up real big, like 15% a day, the next day they're going to drop 5 6% most of the time. So I, I feel like anything over 10, I should sell in aftermarket. Well, you hear a lot of people talking about having an exit strategy, especially in the options yeah. market. Um, you'll see the people asking others that when they're posting screenshots of a bunch of stuff that they bought that's like way up. Say, what's your exit strategy? Yeah, You have to have something in mind when you're making these trades. Like, what do you expect to get out of this trade? 10%, 15%? 
20%. And when you hit that mark, you need to be ready to sell it there. And the part that I have trouble with is deleting that off my watch list and stop watching it for a while. Because <laughs> to borrow a poker term, uh, it can really put you on tilt just to be missing out on stuff because you sold something. And I think that's worse than buying something that ends up losing you money, seeing what you could have had. Any other any other stock trades you got going? Um, as far as stocks go, I think there may be a couple things that I bought into. Uh, Fuel Cell, F-C-E-L. Yep, I moved in there on Friday. Yeah, I decided to take a stake in that one. I bought in at 960. I've had that one on my radar for a week or two. That was one of those ones that popped up on Weeble that people seem to be really into. And I'd watched it double over you know a couple weeks. And then uh, you posted it uh, as part of your pick for the pick'em list, and I figured, okay, might as well. It's time to move in. That's right, because it it ended up on my my stock screening list. Mm-hmm. That's and that's why I picked it. And I looked at him and was like, wow, this this company is is moving. They didn't sustain the all time high on Friday when I moved in. They had seven days in a row. Yeah, they they had fallen pretty good after hitting that eleven dollar mark i think they dropped down into the seven dollar range at one point before just rebounding again the next day yeah but they had seven days of consecutive 52 week highs yeah. and that's when like my eyes were popping like hey what's this and i looked into them and it's interesting to me that they were also in the weeble community when i was looking at the uh, the westwater that was the other one that kept popping up around the same time speaking of my lists i do have two stocks that i'm moving into monday that uh, as of friday hit five days in a row of consecutive 52-week highs. Which of those? The first is Jumia Technologies. It's Jumia with a J. Uh The stock ticker is J-M-I-A. They are a German-based internet and direct marketing retail company. They are called the Amazon of Africa. (laughs) They operate an online marketplace for African consumers to buy and sell their goods. What country are they based out of? Germany. Germany. Okay, I'm sorry. You did say that. The reason why I was asking is because uh, I've been seeing uh, about a year ago, I read a report about how uh, one of the, the countries in uh, Africa is like kind of turning into like the India of you know, Africa, I guess. Uh, they're starting to get their own like <laughs> um, movie uh, scene. They've got their own like emerging markets. Uh, they've got their own like index where they're trading companies uh, that are local to that country. Uh, but apparently it's one of those places where if you can find an index fund on like emerging African industries, it might be worth throwing a little bit of money in. Yeah. So I'm moving in on JMIA. The other one is Nuance Communications, N-U-A-N. They're an IT company. They make AI software that does like the online conversations, like those fake chatbots mm-hmm. and stuff. They've also hit five days in a row of 52-week highs. Is their software as awful as those uh, tutorial videos that people put to those things? <laughs> <laughs> or are they, do they have a leg up on those guys? <laughs> I have no clue what their software is like. I know they've seen a recent volume surge this week. They usually are down around... 10 million they were they they hit like 35 they also they're a company that when i look at their stock chart after the covid thing it's just a steady march upward Mm -hmm. and it seems that like 35 had some resistance you could say the last couple months you could form a nice darvis box of 30 to 35 and then boom it broke out of 35 so i'm excited uh, on that one they got down, They recently were downgraded from buy to sell by CFRA. What? That came out the same day they crushed their earnings report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so even the professionals don't know what they're talking about. Uh, right, <laughs> right. And and they they on the nineteenth they also updated their growth forecast. Oh, that'll that'll do it. So things are looking good. Yeah, 
if that came out as more positive, then yeah, that'll definitely drive some action. All right. I feel like we're going a little long on stocks. Uh, before we, we end, I'd like to list all the upcoming coming earnings calls that uh, we're paying attention to. But do you have anything else in stocks? No, I think that pretty much covers it. All right. So to wrap it up, this next week, we're looking at earnings on Monday for Zoom Communications. And then we've got three that I'm looking at on, on Tuesday, the next day. I know you're looking at CRM Salesforce on the first, mm -hmm. Snowflake, another software company on the first, Guest Jeans Retail Apparel, also on the first. And then I'm most excited about JKS, Jinko Solar, their earnings coming out on the first. I think that can be a big mover. All right. Well, that about sums up stocks. I think we should move on to the options. All right. I've been looking forward to this one. You've got to know when to hold them, know when to sold them, know when to walk away. Those calls are done, you never count your money. When you're holding on the contracts, there'll be time enough for counting when the options exercise. So here in options, I only have a couple things to talk about. I'll get those out of the way and then Kyle can take over because he is Go ahead. definitely the options trader in the room. We talked about wastewater resources a little bit and stocks. There was a recent op options alert on them. They closed Friday at 575. Found an options alert for uh, February 19th calls at seven and a half dollars. 175 of them at two dollars five cents a coupon versus a thousand seventy two open interest. I believe the bet is made on rumors wastewater resources WWR is going to be building new factories in Nevada and Germany right near the new Tesla mega factories being built. The people on Weevil actually might have been onto something thinking that there's some kind of agreement coming with Tesla. Yes, if in fact they announce that they're building these factories so close to the, the Tesla mega factories, then there's no other reason to do that. Yeah. When you supply battery fuel cells right. and you build a factory right next to Tesla's car factory, guess what? You've got a partnership going on. And I am going to play some options, if not this week, the week after. I'm going to do some long-term options. I put a lot of thought into it because I lost so many dollars playing options. I, I don't want to do it wrong anymore. So I want to try and, and instead of making options trades like I was doing for the week, I want to make a long-term bet. And that long-term bet is on marijuana. Ever since before the, the election, before it went legal in five more states, we've been talking about, you know, this industry is going to go up. It's going to see a bump from, from this election boost, and it's going to be a long-term bump. I've watched YOLO go from $11.75, $11.80, November 2nd, to it's up uh, over 16 now. Mm -hmm. It's just had steady, steady growth. And it's an ETF. Uh, there's another one, MJ, uh, another ETF that's also doing the same thing. And... I don't believe that course is going to change. So I'm going to move in. I'm going to buy some calls for like February or March. And I'm going to buy them about 5 to $10 outside the money and just sit and wait for that price to pass over it. And because I think it'll pass it in another month. Mm -hmm. Either of those indexes are going to be over $20 by by January. So if I've got like a February or March call for five to ten dollars, I, I think I can I can make some good money uh, long term on options. My uh my marijuana stock that I own, Presco Labs, has been killing it. Um finally turned positive on that one. I bought into it before it crashed. And I bought back into it and yeah. it's gone from that four dollar range up to 
over 10 now. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, 100% on board with pot stocks. In fact, I probably need to pull some out of that because it's uh, kind of heavily weighted in my portfolio right now. <laughs> Maybe I need to write an article for the website on this, but I don't use a savings account anymore. You know, I have multiple accounts on the online trading apps, and I use my Robinhood account now as my savings account. And I split the money between S&P index, well, actually a triple leveraged S&P index, MJ, uh, a marijuana ETF, and HAIL, H-A-I-L, which is an electric vehicle ETF. Those are all industries I'm confident are growing through the next few years. And so instead of earning, what is it, 0.2% annually in a savings account, this is my long-term savings. I'm not expecting to access this money quickly. Selling out on Robinhood and putting it in my account takes about a week. Okay, big deal. It's my savings account. Uh, so I'm putting putting all of my money in there. And, and because Robinhood does partial shares, I can evenly allocate it. Just, yeah. just pl- to plug <laughs> ETFs. Uh, so, so I figured if I'm doing that with my savings account and I'm feeling that confident, then why is, why not buy a few options and see what happens? Buy a few calls. That's how you get start. Just when you think you got out, it sucks you right back in. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't quit you options. <laughs> All right, Kyle, what do you have uh, to talk about on options? Well, I've got uh, from the bet. Uh, I actually didn't buy any shares to back up my bet. Uh, I bought options on JWN. I bought $22 calls that expire on the 4th. The day before that earnings was released, I sold those for three times profit, roughly. A third of them. Ooh, yeah. Then I sold another third uh, the day the profits came out. Bought them at one thirty. I sold the first batch at three thirty-five. Second batch, I sold at six fifty. And I still have two more hanging out, or another third of that position ready to go. Planning on exercising one or two of them just to kind of keep some of those shares in my portfolio, which I think I'm going to start doing now if I get a call that works out really well to the point where I can basically fund, you know, free hundred shares to just throw in my account and something. I'm going to try and start doing that more often. I did that with Sabre. Sonos is the other one that's looking like it's going to pay for some shares too. So the other one that I've got that's uh, still hanging out there that I purchased last week is in Virgin Galactic. And uh, this one is mm. one that I was kind of iffy on. Um, I've been burned by them at least once before, uh, but started seeing a ton of alerts coming out for them uh, and the options uh, alerts on Bazinga. Uh, let's see, November 18th, there was one, two, three of them. Four of them actually that came out. Then there was, then they just started popping up all throughout last week. So uh, I bought uh, some $28 calls that expired December 18th at 95 cents a contract. That was about when the stock was trading at like 23 and change. It's since peaked at 29 plus, uh, hanging out around 27 right now. I uh, still got a couple weeks to go on that one too. So those ones are starting to really look like they're going to pay off. And I don't know oh, what's yeah. going on with. Uh, Virgin Galactic and why these are so many people are so interested in it, but uh, I might actually buy some shares on this one. It might actually end up being my bet for the week. Uh, I don't know what the hell's going on with it, but it's just been on fire. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with it. I don't know why people like it so much, but I'm going to try and make some money off. Sounds good to me. That's why we're all here. All right, I I have uh, f- for me personally my pocketbook. The good was Neo again, uh, bought and sold for a thirteen percent gain. If I had sold when you did, it would have been nineteen percent, which nineteen percent on one trade in one week is amazing. Uh, 
even though I only got 13%. But 13% on a tr one trade in one week is still really solid. So that was the, that's my nomination for the good this week. I had my uh, Nordstrom bet initially, but after hearing the uh, the bet review, I really got to put our, our bet record up uh, for the good. Uh, uh, you told me what those numbers were. I mean, it's I had 60%, you had 30% over the course of three weeks, like, God damn it! We should be yes. We should just be following our own. Putting bet. more money on the yeah. bets. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's it. And something that struck me when I was looking at the numbers, I'm like looking at your eight hundred dollars, and I'm going, "Oh, that's so good! Look at my measly little six hundred sixty-two dollars." <laughs> and then I, I stared at it for a second. I went, "Like, no, I'm still up thirty, over thirty percent." Like, yeah, you're up sixty percent. That's phenomenal. But why, why, why would I crap on my 30% gain in three weeks? That's 10% a week. I'm kind of afraid of what the, the rest of uh, these bets are going to look like. Cause <laughs> like why we're setting ourselves up to be better than we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, if you maintain a 20% a week average, I think... Uh, we can just retire tomorrow. I'll just give all my money to you, and you can manage well, it. Well, I think what all I'm doing there is take my uh, my trading log uh, experiment that I've been doing with these stocks and options, and I'm just going to move it all into the bets. <laughs> you know, there you go. <laughs> see how long that lasts. <laughs> all right. What did uh, What do you think that the bad was this this week for you? I'm nominating my uh, my second Bloom Energy trade. Uh, got a little bit on tilt there. I ended up once I realized what I'd done. Rather than sit there and try to chase it some more, I finally just turned everything off, got up, and walked away. I think sometimes you have to do that when you're having a bad session because uh, things can spiral pretty quickly on you. Yes, and, and you get too emotional and less analytical. Yep, and then you start to doubt yourself, too. You make one bad move, and then suddenly you don't trust yourself anymore. It's all falling apart now. Ah. Yep. The, the bad for me... Uh, I I was looking at the earnings calendar earlier in the week on Ameritrade, and I found a stock under a dollar a share, B O R R Bore Drilling Limited. They they own oil rigs that drill for oil, and I'm thinking, hey, we just had four years of loosening restrictions on oil. This company's going to post some good earnings. And the day of, I you know I I buy in at like 90 cents a share and then nothing happens it goes it goes down a couple cents and i log back in and then it's been moved a week or four or five days uh on, on the earnings calendar now the earnings are coming out uh monday or tuesday that'd be more than once i mean you have guest jeans on your list too <laughs> yes that did it happened several times uh guest jeans was i bought into them uh, thinking they were having an earnings thing, and then it got moved. And I was like, to the point where now I look at like the Nasdaq earnings calendar. I'm like, yeah, Ameritrade, you're right about most of the earnings, but not all. Of them. <laughs> uh, but but the reason why it was bad, uh, I was, I convinced myself to hold on to the BORR instead of selling him and moving on and, and buying the day of the earnings and making that bet like my original plan was. Right. And uh, through, through like throughout Friday, now it, it dipped to like 70-some cents. Uh, right now it's at a low 80s. But I've lost about 10% on, <laughs> by holding on. <laughs> uh, yeah, that uh, hurts. That's, uh, that's definitely my bad. But not my ugly. Oh, so what do you got for that? 
My ugly was my personal emotional reaction. Kyle knows this. I'm a bit of a hothead. I react very passionately to things, and it blinds me to reason, and I have to calm down to work myself through it. And I woke up, and my cell trade that I'd put in for Neo, I was... I'm, I'm... Still convinced, but willing to admit, since I'm organic, it's more likely I'm not remembering it, how it went down, than based on what the computer said. But uh, I thought I was I was entering a uh, just-after-hours sell order where, oh, Neo, if it dropped below four, sell out. And I thought it expired that night, and it wouldn't be in effect in the morning. And it was a good till close though i st and so so it, it in the morning it had dipped in pre-market it dipped below 54 so it triggered the sell and this this is what further pisses me off when I, when i thought about it I, I i still have a valid complaint in that the guy at ameritrade explained that the the stop loss triggered in pre-market and then it sold in market but when it opened, it was at 58, but I still sold at 53.91, which was the price it would have sold at when my stop loss triggered. I don't, I don't understand that. I don't like it, but I, I'm now trying to be more cognizant and aware and do all my trading on the desktop computer and it's not an app using my fat thumbs. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. I but hey. Neo is now still lower than where I sold it at, so it was still a 13% gain. Um, I, 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 can, I can't help but be happy with that. I feel it's bad enough when you lose money on a bad decision that you make, but uh, when you lose out on something because of something you tried to do but didn't do correctly, uh, it's just somehow even worse. Right. I clicked the wrong thing on a stupid app, and that's why I lost 6% of my gains. Ugh. Ah, well. I don't know if we can top that. Live and learn. Um. Yeah, that's my ugly. <laughs> I got angry because of that and and sold out of all my positions and vowed to never trade on Ameritrade again uh, until, <laughs> you know, the next day when I had calmed down and thought, what am I doing? Why did I sell out of FTCH? It's still going up. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you fool, you hot-headed fool. Uh, it did help me on the STNE trade, though. Yeah. Uh, by selling out, <laughs> selling out on the Wednesday was just perfect. Uh, yeah, I was going to nominate uh, the AstroZeneca uh, news uh, as being pretty ugly to fuck up a trial like that as bad as they did. Uh, but Oh, yeah. I don't know. I think yours might be worse. Yeah, because <laughs> they're... <laughs> Their vaccine is cheaper and easier to scale, easier to store. So if it was coming out faster, it would definitely help the world. But it got slowed down. So I do agree. That's pretty That's pretty darn ugly. Maybe their vaccine is cheaper because they're not actually doing all the things you're supposed to do in order to make a vaccine. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like full-scale trials and people that measure dosages correctly. <laughs> yeah, they don't have real doctors. They're just <laughs> They're all volunteers. <laughs> We don't know oh, that. Yeah. We don't know that. Allegedly, we don't, that's just a joke, folks. That's a, allegedly allegedly have their medical degrees as well. I don't know. I, <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen the documents. All right, Kyle, are you ready to make this bet for next week? All right, and we're bet time. This is a new uh, a new bet, so we're starting over at five hundred again. Yes, new month because it's hitting the first next week. Uh, we're calling it a new month, so we're starting over five hundred. 
Kyle officially wins November, and I will be making some sort of ridiculous profile picture for my Facebook for the next uh, week to month, however long. I'm, I may I may try to negotiate a shorter time period when I find out what Kyle wants me to do. I may take pity on that too, depending on what I make you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I mean, covered most of the stocks that I've been looking at. I've been going back and forth between uh, Virgin Galactic and Salesforce, and I'm really having a hard time making a decision on these two. I feel like Salesforce is the you safer bet. Um, I've also got a wild card in there with IDEX. Uh, that Ideanomics one, that, that one I feel like I'd just be mm. begging for revenge from you next month if I try to pick that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think uh, i got to go with Virgin Galactic. I think that's going to be where I've already got money riding on it. I'm going to I'm gonna double down on this one. Ooh, Virgin Galactic. That does sound like a good one. And just truth be told, I'm going to put money into both of our bets. Uh, yeah, I'm, gonna, but I, I do I'm planning believe, on doing the same. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe that JKS is going to report really great earnings, uh, especially would they would be reporting great earnings if, if the sale of that company were included. But it wasn't. But, that, but keep in mind that that news is still in people's minds as the earnings come out. So any good earnings is going to be amplified by their momentum they already have in my my personal opinion so i'm i'm gonna bet on jks i i feel really strongly uh i feel so strongly in fact that it's probably going to be an earnings fail and things are going to plummet 15 <laughs> percent. and then we're all going to lose <laughs> and we're all going to lose no they uh they not only had that company sale they also just switched to a new coo and while it seemed shaky right after the announcement the stock didn't end up sustaining any any negative uh, falls from it. It just it, it it was just a small dip and then went right back up. So they've got a new chief uh, operations officer. They're they're focusing more on their core product. I think investors are aware of that. Um, the it the and and let's not forget the power of the Biden presidency and the expectations of natural green wave energy stuff like uh, solar panels. So I just think the momentum and the trajectory, all the targets are saying, hey, JKS could really, really move on these earnings. And I know it's a gamble. It's part of the bet. They could have bad earnings, but I don't think they're going to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put some money on that one. Uh, if yours is more of a gamble, I should have went with my safety one. <laughs> all right yeah it's too late i'm actually I, uh, i've got the tape i'm actually really looking forward to Salesforces too so i don't think you can go wrong with uh uh either virgin galactic or salesforce if i were you i'd throw a little bit into both of those guys yeah 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 i totally agree all right well that's been a fun episode today kyle yeah i think we uh covered a lot there we sure did uh we 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 talked about a lot of different companies a lot of different industries on different markets um as always we want to remind you folks we love it when you reach out to us you can find us on facebook and twitter and uh, financialineptitude.com uh, make sure you like and share and, and tell your friends about us and as always have a lovely week and we'll see you next time later folks
opinions, thoughts, and commentaries expressed in Two Bulls in a China Shop are those of the hosts and not of any company whatsoever. If you are trading on this advice and you lose money, Two Bulls in a China Shop is not liable. However, if you do make money off of your trades based on this program, we would appreciate a cut of the profit.